The throw. Down the sideline. Hester caught it. 10 5. Touchdown. Touchdown, Jackson State. He'll lose traffic. He'll drive it down and jam it in. Oh, my. Jamal Gregory. Highlight real time. Sports Center top 10 time. This is Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tyler Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Behind the Beat the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. I am Tyler Brown. Avery Davis not alongside me today as I am recording this opening segment from the Doubletree Hotel in Dallas, Texas. I'm here with the men's basketball team as they are set to begin their 2019-2020 season here in the Lone Star State at SMU. If you're looking for previous episodes of Behind the Beak and want to get caught up, you can find those by searching Behind the Beak on the Apple Podcast app and Spotify or by going to jsugamecocksports.com slash podcasts. And if you haven't already, click the subscribe and follow buttons to be alerted when new episodes are available. After taking a week off from the podcast, what with home basketball, football, and the JSU Athletic Hall of Fame banquet happening recently, we have a very special episode for you this week. Today's guest is one of the most recent inductees into the JSU Athletic Hall of Fame, Dr. Abby Bright. She became the first volleyball player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame after having one of the most storied careers of any Gamecock in any sport. One of just three women to ever win multiple Howell Valley Conference Female Athlete of the Year honors, Bright won the league's highest athletic honor her final two years after a historic volleyball career. Rather than give you the news this week, we're going to jump right into our interview segment with Abby. And instead of me introducing her, I'm going to let Mr. Jim Skidmore introduce her as he did prior to her induction into the JSU Athletics Hall of Fame. Coach Rick No, he recruited and coached Abby while she was here. He couldn't be here tonight. He's with his volleyball team in Mississippi State or somewhere. I uh, can't believe he left Jacksonville State, but he screwed that up. Uh, but I was very pleased that Abby asked me to induct her into the Hall of Fame. If Abby's accomplishments speak for themselves. If you look at her, if you look at her stats in here, athletically and academically, uh, she was a pretty special kid. Abby, and I've been able to say this about a few of our student athletes over the years. Abby practiced and Abby played like they were gonna kill the losers. She was so intense. She was so. I never was, and still don't volleyball. You know, parents will screw up something. They'll go, you know, pat on them and love on them and it's that and the other. Abby would run across the floor and get in your grill, I mean. I mean, we got to play better. Veins sticking out in her neck and, uh, I mean, she was intense. Energy and enthusiasm she had. Uh, never had one with so many accolades. Uh, you haven't seen this, Greg Sites has. You haven't seen this. I got a hold of her resume, her, her vita. I, I, I had to take a nap. It, it, it's, it, it's, I mean, she's approached, she has approached life since she left Jacksonville State University, like she approached her, her career here. Uh, PhD pharmacy, graduated magna cum laude from University of Kentucky Pharmacy School. Uh, She's recognized, been recognized as a youth volleyball coach uh, in, the, in the Louisville area. She continues to excel as everything you do. She does right. And you won't hear me, for one person, make any bad comments about Abby Bright 
because Abby Bright is also as a hobby, she's a kickboxer. And, and <laughs> so it's a great pleasure that I present Dr. Abby Bright for her induction into the JSU Athletic Hall of Fame. Joined on the podcast today by former JSU volleyball player Abby Bright. Abby, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. We were talking just a few minutes ago, and this is your second time back on campus since graduation. Mm -hmm. You were here a couple of years ago for an alumni weekend, mm -hmm. and now this weekend you're in because you're going into the JSU Athletic Hall of Fame. Yeah. You're the first JSU volleyball player to go into the Hall of Fame, yeah. which is huge. And I, I think talking to everyone here, Greg Seitz, Josh Underwood, hands down, greatest volleyball player in JSU history. And if it wasn't cemented already, it definitely is now with the Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you to go into the JSU Hall of Fame and be the first volleyball player to go in? I mean, it means it means so much. It's definitely a source of pride to be the first, but it's um, really just more a tribute to my coaches and my teammates and what we were able to accomplish as a team because, um, you know, so much of my experience here was – um, the memories I made were, were the things that we did as a team and the matches we won and um, the goals we set for ourselves and achieved. So um, to me, it's more a reflection of of that time in the program's history and what we were able to do and where we were able to take the program. So you get on campus 2004. You're from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh -huh. You played under uh, head coach Rick Nold, who's uh -huh. now at Auburn. What made you decide to make Jacksonville State your home for four years? Um, yeah, I mean, Rick recruited me out of Louisville. Um, I had heard great things about him and came on campus for my unofficial visit first and, you know, got to meet the team and toured around the campus and it just felt right. It felt like it would be a good fit for me. Um, and I didn't know at the time when I committed just how good of a fit it would be. So, I mean, and even coming back now, it feels like home again. You were, were you highly recruited out of high school? Um, you know, I had a couple of offers, but um, to other D1 schools, but I, I didn't feel like I was highly recruited. Um, you know, I, I felt like it was really here in one other place that I had to decide between. And um, so, I mean, I was thrilled to even have those two offers because all I wanted to do was play college ball and to me co playing college ball didn't necessarily even mean playing I was happy to to sit the bench and get to play volleyball and practice every day so um, to have a choice was even better. Aside from just athletics what was something about Jacksonville that you still remember today that you enjoyed that is a fond memory for you of JSU? Um, you know I think you know, seeing like my teachers and stuff in the stands at our games and being able to create personal relationships with them that helped further my academic career. You know, I'm now a pharmacist and um, I know that I got a strong education here in my chemistry major and biology minor. And so being able to form relationships with them and be close with them, just like I was with the athletic staff um, was really special. Um, and you know, being able to support the other athletic sport, the other teams, the other sports, and them coming to our matches and us going to theirs and support each other. It's just a fun family atmosphere. So you're a pharmacist now. What else has Abby Bright been doing since 2007? Um, a lot of volleyball still. 
Um, I don't play as much as I used to, but I coach now. Um, and that really consumes a lot of my time. So I coach high school ball, which is, you know, every single day of the week, two hour practices or matches. Um, and we just wrapped up that season now and get a couple weeks off before we dive into tryouts and practices for the club season. So AAU and travel ball. So, um, still not a whole lot of a time in my life that doesn't involve volleyball. You were definitely a trailblazer for Jacksonville State. You're, like I said, the first volleyball player into the Hall of Fame, two-time OVC Female Athlete of the Year. Only two other women have done that in the history of the conference, and you were a three-time OVC Player of the Year. Tell me about those accolades, and you somewhat mentioned it whenever we were talking about the Hall of Fame a few minutes ago, but what do those accolades mean to you, and what does it mean to you to have been on such great teams that did so many things, two appearances in the NCAA tournament, when you look back on that, uh, what does it mean to have played for such high-performing teams? That was awesome. I mean, the the individual accolades were, were cool, um, but the achievements I'm most proud of and my favorite memories from playing were the stuff we achieved as a team, you know, the conference championships and NCAA tournament berths and, and a big matches that we won and got to celebrate together. Those are the things that, that stick out to me. You had a lot of, obviously, big conference matches that you won with the conference championships. But in 2006, you picked up a huge win over Louisville, your hometown team. Tell me about that win and what that meant for you, that being the University of Louisville and you being from Louisville. Yeah, that was incredible. That was an incredible incredible experience. Um, it was a tough, tight match. It went five sets. We won, I think, 15-12 in the fifth set. Um, and... Jayish or U of L's arena at the time that the volleyball team played in um, was a smaller practice size gym. So it was packed and it was August and it was hot and probably almost an entire section was my friends and my family um, and other Louisville natives that were there supporting um, other um, Louisville natives, Abby Veerling and Jessica Starks, so a lot of friends and family for all of us there. So it was, it was maybe my favorite memory as an athlete because I like you said I grew up watching the UofL volleyball matches and to come back and and take one away from them on the, their home court was um was just really special what are some other big wins that you just right off the top of your head when you think about JSU volleyball in your career what's the first win that comes to your mind uh over EKU uh, uh my sophomore year in the tournament championship that was another really tough five-set match. I think we won that one 15-12 or 15-13, and that one was um, really special. We were the underdogs. They were like the two- or three-time returning champions, and um, it was being broadcast on ESPNU, so it was a huge match for us. Um, so that really, um, I think, was the first time that we – I think that was – the first insight into what the program could be and where it was going. And talk about, like you were talking about, the turnaround that it had, the direction that it was going. What did it mean to put JSU Volleyball on the map like you did? You know, I don't know that I've ever thought of it in those terms before because we were just playing volleyball and working our best and working our hardest and doing our best to, to win volleyball matches. You know, at the time, I don't think we were really thinking much about first conference championship win or first trip to the NCAA tournament. We just wanted to do it for ourselves and for each other. Um, now looking back 10 years 
10 years past, I can look at it a little bit more objectively and, and really see it for, for what it was, which was an incredible accomplishment. Rick Nolan and your former teammates, do you still stay in contact with them a lot? Do you, do you talk to Coach Nolan a lot and your, your former teammates? Yeah, yeah. Um, Abby Verling and Jessica Stark both still live in Louisville. So, you know, we catch up from, from time to time. We hang out. And um, I don't talk to Rick as much as I used to. We're both busy coaches. But uh, I know he's at Mississippi State this weekend. So, um, unfortunately, won't be able to, to be there tomorrow night. But, um, you know, definitely – um, reached out. He was one of the very first people I reached out to when I got the good news and, and, you know, tried to give him the things that he deserves. You're a busy volleyball coach now yourself. Do your student athletes know what a big deal you are? Do uh, they realize that? They didn't. I don't think they did until this <laughs> announcement came out. I mean, I've, I've never really been one to toot my own horn, if right. you will. Um, and so when the announcement was wet, was made, the uh, the high school that I coach for their Instagram I guess retweeted it and so then all of the girls saw it and then knew and so when I walked in to practice that next day they varsity was on the court I coached JV varsity was on the court and they stopped and they were all cheering for me and I didn't I, I, I genuinely don't think they knew of all of those awards and accomplishments and things and until that moment so um, that was fun I think for for them to see me in a different light this is your second time back to campus since you graduated three years ago, two years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was two years ago mm -hmm. that you were here. How much has Pete Matthews Coliseum changed since 2007, 2008, and then within just the last two years since you've been here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only thing that is here that was here when I was playing was the scoreboards. Um, the stadium seating is all new. The incredible conference room and coaches' office up, up top are, are new. Um, the locker rooms have been redone. The new ox gym used to be the old pool when I was here. So it's super cool to to see all of the changes. Um, and you know, I haven't. Uh, we I literally just got in, and this was the first place I came. So I haven't even had a chance to go tool about town and and see i hear there's a new chick-fil-a so i'm excited to go tool about town and see what else is going on <laughs> new chick-fil-a um definitely go check out the new rec center as well it's, yeah yeah it's i'm amazing. looking forward to seeing that too yeah it, it is an amazing facility there's there's been so many great upgrades on campus and uh it, it's exciting i know for you to come back and see yeah. all that we're recording courtside at pete matthews coliseum tonight this is uh thursday night after volleyball practice you got in just in time to watch volleyball mm -hmm. practice you talk to the team they let you break it down after <laughs> practice, and then obviously you've been taking the tour of Pete Matthews Coliseum. What did you say to the team when you got to meet with them and talk to them? You know, I just reemphasized what I'm sure they've heard from others before, that, you know, these are your glory days and to cherish every moment and live in the moment because it is over so quickly. Um, you know, I, I told them to take – the mental snapshots of seeing their teammate cheering for them after the big kill or a win and store those memories and those emotions away so that they can use it for fuel and fire when, you know, it is set five and their backs against the wall. They have that feeling of confidence and team support to, to fall back on. Um, on the, on the drive up, I had kind of been thinking about the team and their trajectory this year. And it, and it really feels very similar to our first championship year in that, you know, most of the conference matches up to that point had been pretty tight. We were kind of hanging around the top one, two, three slot most of the year. And we 
peaked at the right time. So, um, you know, I told them and I told Todd that it feels kind of similar to that first year that we won our first championship. So fingers crossed, that's a good sign. And then on the flip side of that, how did the team receive you? And what were some of the things that the team said to you when you got to visit with them? Uh, yeah, I mean, they thanked me for coming and um, they asked what I do now. So, um, you know, it was just really fun to to watch them play and they had a really great practice and um, they had fun doing it, which I, I love to see. Um, so, yeah, it was just fun to be around them and soak up that energy again. What do you know about the class that you're going in with, with Steve Bailey, Anselmo, Clay Whittemore? What do you know about that group and what does it mean to be in that group? Yeah, Hall of Famers. it's a really strong class. Um, what's really interesting is that actually Clay and I were in the same class. We were both um, Ingle Al Award winners our mm -hmm. senior year. So it's it's really cool that here we are again, whatever this is, 10, 11, 12 years later, um, going into the Hall of Fame class together. So that's that's really special, really cool. And not long ago, just, just a few days ago, we found a picture of you and Clay together with your Eagle Owl Awards, oh, yeah. and so that was really neat, and that that will probably be at the banquet Friday yeah. night. You maintain a 4.0. You're a pharmacist now. You were a biology major. What did it mean to you to be this, I mean, full embodiment of a student athlete with the perfect grades and then the perfection that you were on the court? I mean, I think my passion for volleyball is what fueled me. Um, and I always liked school and enjoyed learning. Um, so I think I had an advantage in both of those areas. But being a student athlete um, made me a better student because you only have a limited, limited amount of time to get your studying in and take care of your homework and classes and things like that. So the structure was something that I personally really benefited from in terms of um, being a student. So you've got the banquet Friday night, Saturday morning be the volleyball game and then after that is football so will you get to go to the football game yeah. afterwards yeah yeah we'll go to the football game as i understand it they'll do a little announcement at halftime weather permitting so yeah mm -hmm. looking forward to going to the football game i didn't get to go to a whole lot of football games since our seasons overlapped but uh so yeah looking forward to going, going to the football game tomorrow and that's something i've really never thought about how many football games did you get to go to while you were here i mean a handful maybe three or four and what do you remember about those teams? What do you remember about those games? Um, of course, I remember the marching Southerners. Um, I really just remember hanging out in the stands with my friends and cheering for our fellow student athletes. Have you been to a game since the stadium was built in 2010? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. When I was here two years ago, we we went to we went to the game um, with the rest of the volleyball players and former players that were that were here. Do you feel like that atmosphere is still the same, or do you think it's grown? Do you think it's dropped off? What do you? How do you feel about football? Yeah, games just from now? that one that one um, game I went to, I felt like it had grown. It felt like the the crowd was not only bigger but even more um, engaged in the football game. And then, even though right now you're in Louisville, how do you feel the program has grown since you left? And do you feel like there is a larger presence? It's online and in-person fans how do you feel I think it's great I mean you know when I was attending JSU when I decided to commit to JSU I mean nobody I told knew where it was oh Florida oh Gamecock South Carolina people I always had to explain it whereas I feel like um now more people have heard of Jacksonville State and maybe it's the football teams um 
performances lately or, um, you know, when the basketball team made the NCAA tournament, um, that was big, especially because they played L in the first round. So um, I don't know if those are things that contributed to, to that name recognition, but certainly now more people I know have, have heard of Jacksonville State. Do you get to watch a lot of events on television, online? Do you, do you follow it very closely? You know, we don't. Um, I don't get to watch a whole lot um, on TV. We just do streaming services in our house, so um, I don't get ESPN and all of those. Um, but I definitely follow um, JSU on the social media pages. I love seeing the updates, especially the volleyball team, and getting to see snippets of their games or practices and you know, seeing the players and getting to put faces and names together and see how they're doing. So I really enjoy keeping up with them, at least you know, through social media. Well, Abby, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks Congrat- for having me. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame. I know it's 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 a huge honor, and uh, we're glad to have you back for the weekend. We hope you enjoy your visit. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm happy to be back. We're going to close out this week's episode by turning it right back over to Abby and play you her acceptance speech from the JSU Athletics Hall of Fame banquet. Uh, thank you so much, Coach Skidmore, for that introduction. Um, you were always a strong supporter of the, the volleyball team and female athletics in general, and I appreciate that so much. And I know that you advocated for me um, to the Hall of Fame committee, so I thank you and the Hall of Fame committee tonight for this um, tremendous honor. I also want to congratulate the other inductees tonight. It's truly an honor um, to enter into the Hall of Fame with this class, um, especially to Clay. You may have seen in the photo there we were uh, co-Eagle Owl awardees our senior year, so it's extremely special. Um, This honor is the ultimate achievement in a career that began when I was only 10 or 11 years old. Um, And within a few years of playing, the game consumed me. Um, You know, I I loved the game. I fell in love with it. And that love for the game is is what propelled me. Um, You know, I loved every drill because it was an opportunity to to play the sport that I loved. Um, And I know that I'm lucky to have found my passion so early in life. Uh, And nowadays, I fulfill that passion by coaching. Um, Coaching in Louisville area for the last nine years, I've seen the spectrum of good and bad parenting uh, in the athletic field. Um, But in that regard, I'm very proud to say that my mom and dad, Carolyn and Larry, with us here tonight, um, they got it right. Of course, I'm thankful for, you know, the countless hours spent and days spent driving me to and from gyms and practices and the days upon days we spent in gyms across the country uh, and the financial burden that they took on to allow me to play club volleyball at a high level. But what I am most grateful for and what I believe is the most contributing factor to my success as an athlete um, as well as a pharmacist and a coach is that when they enrolled me in sports, they let me play. They let me fall in love with the game. They let me learn the life lessons and the values that make team sports so special. They let the coaches coach and they supported me and they cheered me on, but also my team and my teammates. There was no pressure for me to make a team or to even try out. They relentlessly supported my passion and my pursuit of my goals. They told me often how proud they were of me and still do and they shared their pride in my accomplishments with anyone who was willing to listen. (laughs) So I am so grateful to have this opportunity tonight to give them the formal appreciation that they have always deserved. So thank you, Mom and Dad. I love you. I also want to thank my little brother, Clayton. Um, Being 10 years younger than me, uh, he spent most of his childhood in the gym. 
um, and unironically chose soccer, an outdoor sport. So, thank you to my aunt Rita and Uncle Perry for all of your love and support through the years, but also for traveling down this weekend to celebrate this honor with me. Um, I'm so incredibly appreciative for the special group of women that I am fortunate enough to call my teammates. Um, I specifically want to thank Rebecca, who came tonight, um, and my other teammates, classmates, Joy and Abby. The four years we spent together in the Jersey was our best years, our, our glory days. Um, I'd be remiss not to recognize also Annie, Brooke, and especially Emily, who were my setters that led to the career kills record. Um, in truth, the honors and awards that I've received are just a reflection of the work that we did as a team. And my proudest accomplishments and favorite memories are the things that we did as a team. You know, the first conference championship, uh, the second conference championship, going to the NCAA tournament, um, and the win on the road at number 12 UofL at the time on their home court and in my hometown. So I, I cherish the unique bond that we will always have as teammates, and this recognition tonight um, is a tribute to them as well. Of course, the most important coach of all for me was Rick Nold. To this day, he's coach. Of all the coaches I've had, if I say coach, I mean Rick Nold. Um, I didn't understand just how lucky I was when I committed to JSU and to, to Coach Nold um, and how good of a match he was for me as a player. And I think part of the reason of that is that we approached the game very similar. We were similar players. We were both undersized hitters with hops, and he understood how I like to play the game. Um, we played with a deeply rooted inner competitiveness and a quiet confidence. More than the volleyball skills he taught me, um, he coached me to be a mentally tough competitor. Um, he taught me to explore leadership roles on and off the court and fostered a somehow deeper appreciation for the game. And though we can't be here tonight, I want to say thank you to Rick for recruiting me to JSU and making my collegiate career so extraordinarily special. In fact, um, the entire athletics department at JSU is extraordinarily special. Um, from my very first recruiting visit, it just felt right. As Coach said, it felt like home. Um, everyone from the athletic training staff to my strength and conditioning coaches to the other coaches and players on other teams that supported each other's events um, and every member of, of the athletic department staff. It was a family atmosphere all the time. And I think that's part of what makes JSU so special. And today when players or parents ask me, what was it like to play collegiate volleyball? Um, I tell them that I truly loved every minute of my playing career and my collegiate career and that I was fortunate to have found a coach and a school and an environment that was the perfect fit for me and allowed me to excel and achieve my dreams. Um, it's been a wonderful experience being back home this weekend and I'm so thankful for all the experiences I've had here in the past and look forward to, to building even more in the future. So thank you. That does it for this week's edition of Behind the Beak. Be sure to check back in Tuesday, November 12th as we release a new episode. Until then, for Avery Davis, I'm Tyler Brown saying thank you for listening and go Gamecocks. This has been Behind the Beak, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Look for new episodes each week or browse the archives on the Apple Podcast app or by visiting jsugamecocksports.com. 
For more on Jacksonville State Athletics, visit the official website of the Gamecocks, JSUGamecockSports.com, and follow JSU on social media by searching at JSUGamecocks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 